You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. Hello and welcome to another episode of New World To Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, Super Bowl Sunday, dude. Yeah. Or if you're okay, if yeah. you're listening to this, it's not. So you know who the winner is, and we don't. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh dude, we got a little bit of a I think we got some new stuff here for the listeners, uh, especially if you guys don't pay any attention to Reddit. Uh and and uh so we're gonna go through this interview from GameStar. Uh it is a, a game a game coverage publication. Uh, and and Scott Lane himself sat down uh, for an interview with these people. Uh, so we got a little bit of new information to digest. This should be a fun one, uh, Bordy. Uh, and we're going to get right in there. But first, we want to make sure you guys are subbing to our YouTube channel. Uh, we put out tons of content, uh, mostly New World stuff right now. Uh, so five days a week, we're putting up videos for you guys uh, over there on the YouTube channel. So go check that out. VODs of this podcast are over there as well. Uh, and if you're a YouTube listener and and you have time or a hard time fitting in the video, dude, we make a podcast. This is an actual podcast. So go over to Apple uh, or, or Google Market or whatever the heck your preference is of podcasting platforms. Go download the podcast. Uh, I mean, hey, man, if you don't care, dude, just do them both. You know, it helps us out. We appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, thank you guys for your support. Honestly, you guys are killing it. Uh, we get tons of interactions and and everything on the YouTube channel, and, and, and we appreciate you guys. So thank you for that. Uh, also, guys, uh, New World fans, we're getting you guys primed and ready uh, for New World's release because we have tons of content going up over there. Uh, the map will be fully updated. All the guys that we have on there currently will be updated, and we'll be putting out more new guides uh, for you guys uh, then as well. Uh, so check out New World fans. Uh, Bordy. Got anything else? Yeah, I mean we're we're self-sponsoring uh, no, our own podcast any, I, right I, now. So. No, yeah, I think I think you nailed it, man. I think you nailed it. All we're right, good. cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like we said before, there was an interview put up from GameStar Publication over there on Reddit uh, it, with Scott Lane himself again uh, over the the future plans in New World and 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 the most recent changes that they've had. So we're going to break this down a little bit uh, uniquely from the actual flow of the article, but you should be able to follow along relatively well if you're uh, reading this or have read this before. Uh, so the first thing we're going to discuss are the things that were mentioned in here, but the changes to questing and story. So these are something that's pretty big, I think a, a pretty big deal uh, with the flow of New World. Now, uh, as far as story goes, the only thing they really had were those lore books, uh, Bordy, uh, when uh, during the preview event. So uh, it's good to hear from uh, from Scott Lane on these particular topics. Yeah, it is. It's very encouraging because story and lore behind an MMO is, is, is incredibly important, I think. And New World has a unique opportunity to make some really, really in-depth, really awesome lore. And we've talked about that before, so it's encouraging to hear that they are looking in that direction and working on the story for the game. All right, you're still lagging a little bit, Bordy. So just for the listeners to know, it's not your radio or your YouTube video. Bordy's just, he's uh, uh, having some internet difficulties on this episode. A rip, dude. I'm sorry, man. No, it's all I good. apologize. It's all good. Uh, I think we're going to be fine uh, overall. So basically, okay, so the first, and I'll try to lead. I'll, I'll try to talk more. How about that? I'm all hopped up on caffeine right now, so that'll, it'll work out just fine. 
Uh, so yeah, this, this, <laughs> we're not gonna probably <laughs> the, get many listens on this episode. Well, then. I mean, or we'll get more. We'll never know. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so Maybe. let's see. Uh, the first question uh, is uh, from GameStar, uh, and we'll kind of kind of keep these. Uh, so you guys know that what's an official New World commentary, and I mean, we're talking official. Does it get more official than Scott Lane himself? You know what I mean? Yeah, don't let's, think so. Let's etch it in stone. Uh, I mean, although he was the guy in the video that said that. Never mind. We'll just keep going. Uh, first question is, after drastically changing your course from PvP uh, and survival to a classic PvE MMORPG, what have been the biggest implements you've made in PvE gameplay? So, Bordy, I thought this was a pretty interesting question. Uh, Scott Lane answered, we've made so many uh, important changes. If we had to choose one, it would be the improvement to our questing system. Since the preview, we've taken the feedback of heart uh, to heart and added more quest types. That was our main focus for everything uh, that is coming up or coming together right now. So, uh, now, Bordy, <laughs> this is kind of a meme during the preview event. Which is basically the fact that you base you just kept doing PvP and PvE faction uh, uh, quests to level, and it seems like they've they've taken that feedback and now they are going to do uh, or expand upon the questing system as a whole. Yeah, drastically needed. I don't know what they have in store, but they need to do something for the questing system because it wasn't that fun. It wasn't that engaging, um, and so I, this is this is encouraging to hear, man. We need good quests. We need it, since they're pushing more in the direction of the questing system uh, and more in the direction of kind of a sandbox or kind of a uh, theme park versus sandbox MMO. We need a good questing system in the game. That needs to be a, a part of it. So it's encouraging to hear that they're working on it. Yes. So now, as they we kind of go into questing, uh, GameStar asked a specific story quest. So, what can we expect from story quest? Uh, what will the mechanics look like? Uh, so, Scott, a uh, traditional uh, dev answer: We don't want to spoil the surprise, but quest variety and depth of interaction during the quest uh, areas we put a lot of effort into. That said, quests will be more ex exploration, discovery, and interaction. Some even uh, scripted events. Uh, we also want to add more quests so that the main story continues uh, into the end game uh, after the Azoth story. So that's interesting. I think specifically he means the Azoth uh, staff story or something like that. I know that in the preview event, that was like the main quest line, which was centered around the Azoth staff. So it seems like they're going to carry the main storyline past that at this point, uh, which is good news. Yeah, that's very good news because the main story got cut off really, really early in the preview event, man. There wasn't much to do after you got, I mean, once you got the staff, that was it. And you can get the staff really early on. So the story does need to be extended out for sure. Uh, and I would like to see some more interesting characters that we encounter and some people that we see and some of the NPCs we can get involved in and invested in. And then maybe some of those NPCs maybe die during the story or something, something, that's something nice. to kind of have some emotional attachment to, to the game <laughs> and to the characters in the game. What'd you Say? No, Bordy wants you to become emotionally attached to NPCs, and then he wants them to die. I just kill them off, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Game of That's Thrones I mean. in true Game of Thrones fashion. I mean, maybe not all of them, but you know, something that makes a good story. You know, something yeah, yeah, that yeah, something yeah. that gets you emotionally invested and attached to the story. That's what makes good questing in a game is that you you're kind of engrossed in the story, man. And and in the preview event, there was none of that going on. I don't think anyone was really engrossed well, there was in the not actual even story. Of a New World. single character that we cared about. I mean, if right. we're being completely honest, so right. And that's We've a big seen part, Isabella, like you said. Yeah. 
Isabel in the preview and then Captain Thorpe was kind of cut short there. You know, you had some interactions with them, but they weren't very in-depth or intriguing or, you know, there was no really uh, uh, reason. You know, <laughs> in, in, reason. Yeah, there was no really uh, there's a term I'm looking for. But I can't find it right now. There's there was no uh, depth to the story whenever you encountered Captain Thorpe. So I, I would like to see some more of that, man. Tell me more about who he is. Tell me more about what's going on with that with that situation. And then whenever I kill him, I have a reason to go do it or, you know, why he, is he such a villain or, you know, those types of things, man. Well, uh, dude, GameStar apparently feels the same way you do because the next question that they asked was, how is New World's story going? <laughs> is it more oh, of a support uh, for exploring the game or does it drive the player in linear fashion? So Scott Lane replied, our world experience team our, our world experience team loves to tell the story of Eternum visually. There are clues about the world and its history scattered around the world. For example... Uh, look carefully at the statues and ships. We want to expand in the future. We will uh, also support it with lore pages that tell stories of areas in detail for everyone who likes to read deeper into the lore. So, Bordy, we already kind of knew, or or in the current iteration of New World, or at least the preview event, that the main story was going to be told during these lore pages. Now, uh, Scott Lane basically reaffirms that that is going to be the most often found Lore source is going to be these lore pages, um, but Bordy, what are your thoughts on you know this? You know they've already kind of went through this story quest, uh, and so that seems to be mainly the only uh, actual way that they tell story in quest form will be the main story quest, and it seems like a lot of the exterior lore or the surrounding lore will be told during these lore pages. Yeah, and I think that's fine. So I like the idea of having like a main story told through the gameplay experience so that if you're just a player who doesn't care too much about the lore, but but you want to enjoy the questing, you can go through there, get, get a good story, understand what's going on in the game, get a good grasp on what's happening there. But then if you're one of those people who's kind of a lore nerd or want to really look into the story a lot deeper, you then have the option to go read the lore pages and find the lore pages and then get additional detail about what's going on there. I, I don't think the lore pages should be something something that's required to read to know about the lore but it's something that is a nice touch like for the people that really want to dive deep into the lore they can go find those things and read them uh and i think that's good man i think that's fine yeah i i'm not opposed to the lore pages either i do think that they definitely need to flesh out some actual characters or or players in this story yeah. for us to be passionate about because if they do ever institute instance content such as dungeons and raids who are we fighting why are we gonna fight right. them? That's a big deal about PVE. And dude, I'm a I'm a I'm a lore nerd. I, I like PvP, but I also like to know why I'm PvPing. It helps me yeah, it figure, it, yeah. you know, be passionate about the the faction that I'm aligned with, or or you know the war that I'm participating in. Uh, so yeah, dude, uh, definitely this benefits all players. I feel like uh, mm -hmm. is this story, and I think it's a big deal. Uh, so uh, Bordy, the next topic we have. Is fighting, crafting, and uh, the world of Eternum and loot. Now, these are these are, uh, I think, an interesting conversation uh, that that him and the interviewer had. Uh, so basically, uh, the first question in this category was: since some journalists or influencers have already played New World, what kind of feedback have you received, and the most important changes you're planning on the, on that feedback? So this is interesting because I think this is we see this a lot as people who cover the game. They do listen to feedback very well. A lot of mm -hmm. the changes that they made in these recent alpha patches, not only just the simple like releasing 
of these alpha patches to the public, which is, I feel, I feel like a big step in the right direction. They have also uh, listened to specific feedback from the preview event and from the alpha players, and they're implementing them in the game. So here's Scott Lane's comment on this. We got amazing feedback from players during the preview event and the alpha, and we're using that to sort our priority, interesting word there, towards launch. We're focusing on more mid to end game content, like the new uh, zone reek water that we've unveiled a few months ago. Plus, more features that are just plain fun and deliver on the promise of a world just to lose yourself in. Ooh, yeah. yeah like dude. Okay, so we're working on more game modes. Yay. Land masses. AI variations, weapon types, quests, and more. So, dude, we've seen some of these things implemented in New World so far, but, dude, some of these we haven't, which kind of plays into, and we know we're getting close to this, uh, another February alpha patch notes. Dude, are we going to see some... First question, dude, are we going to see some new game modes in here, dude? Because that's one thing we have not seen uh, yet. I hope so, man. I I hope so. I hope that we get some. I hope in February we get some big content dropped, right? Like we've seen a lot of fixes, a lot of things that are happening to push in the right direction for sure. But I want to see what they're working on content-wise. Even if it's not like, hey, here's all of the details for the system, but here is what's like at least a teaser. Like, hey, here's the here is the new game mode. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you more about it in the future. But this is what we're working on right now. This is what's getting implemented. Uh, right now, I would I would love to see that, man, because that'd be very encouraging uh, for for the mid to late game content, like they're saying, because as of right now, uh, you know, the January patch notes still haven't included much about mid to late game. So I know everyone is wanting to know, like, yep. what is the mid to late game content? The word game modes, knows that. dude, new game modes it has yeah. to be like, according to this answer to this question, dude. Uh, yeah. And there's not a lot of tinfoil hats we got to put on to know that because the game needs them desperately. If we're going to talk about tying people up in an in-game experience, there needs to be a variety of content uh, mm -hmm. to do. And and right now, uh, I think there are some good starts to those things, but I don't necessarily think it's something that can, can hold people long-term. Now, this is one of the things that I think is very interesting, too, is he's means priority towards launch, which means we're not trying to slam a bunch of content in between now and launch. We are prioritizing the things that we feel like the game needs to get to a launch date, which is very encouraging uh, to hear from a, someone who's like desperately waiting for this game to launch is that they aren't, you know, they know that, that they need to prioritize some things to get done. And then they continue to work on more stuff as the game is uh, considered live. Yeah, absolutely, which is totally fine, man. I mean, it's an MMO. Give us updates as we go. Um, and, but but let's get the game out, man. Give us some core features, get the game out, and let's and let's rock on. Now, with that being said, I also want a solid, fleshed out experience whenever the game releases. But but I also don't want them to try to cram in all of these features and all of these things that uh, uh, that maybe not that don't necessarily need to be there to launch the game. You know? So yeah, it's encouraging to hear. Right. So now, specifically to new activities, GameStar asked. Group dungeons and raids are the most iconic features of a classic PvE MMORPG. New World appears without this mechanic in the traditional sense. How will the game compensate for this, and why will in game and what will in game look like? Now here's Scott's reply. Uh, this is something we we frequently discuss. After the preview, we made it clear that we would concentrate more on mid to end game content. We'll have more to say about that very soon, dude. That is an answer that, I mean, all but confirms that we are going to see 
classic or traditional dungeon raids, right? I mean, uh, yeah, it's I the way like I read that too. We're not reading too far into this because again, the the question we followed up before this was mentioning new game modes and he and he uh that is a word or a selected group or phrase from Scott Lane's mouth. Now, as this yeah. guy specifically asked about group dungeons and raids, he says, we made it clear that we would add in mid-in-game content, which is also what Scott Lane said above. And so we'll have more to say about this very soon, dude. Uh, I mean, I would be surprised if we don't get them at this point. Because, again, the direction that they're taking New World into, it doesn't make sense if you're looking about, like, you know, content that which keeps players, like, you know, satisfied and progressing and, and, and a way to tell a story, which is also something we talked about in this interview. Dungeons and Raids make a really, really, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense when it comes to adding a new game mode. Yeah, in my mind, this is a confirmation. I mean, he all, he, you're right, he all but said it. I mean, after the preview, it made it very clear that we would concentrate more on mid-in-game con- content. Like, if if there weren't going to be Dungeons and Raids in there, you would think that he would kind of allude to that in that direction. Right, not at this there time no, or something. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, right. Like we're thinking about that, but but that's not something we're planning uh, right now or on release or something like that. Maybe a more generic answer in the ter- in terms of like saying no. This is this is basically saying yeah. That's what we're adding. <laughs> yeah. We just we just don't yeah. we just we don't want to tell you about it yet. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's happening. Man. They don't want to tell us about it now because they're going to tell us about it in February's in alpha. February. Maybe. Ooh, I hope so. Uh, so uh, here, here's uh, some more follow-up questions to uh, you know these particular topics. Uh, first and foremost, uh, New World is very dependent on active guilds that conquer and manage cities. Is there a mechanic that will prevent a city from being run by an active leader uh, for too long? or an inactive leader, excuse me, for too long. Uh, this question answered by Scott Lane is the system itself does it. Settlements run by inactive companies are taken. Likewise, well and fairly run settlements will receive the support of the players. We already see that in the alpha. So this is interesting to me because, you know, an inactive leader is something that I don't, I, I mean, I just couldn't, I, I'm sure will eventually happen. But what's interesting to me is like what happens with an inactive leader of a faction that is is the most active. Like, you know, they still don't have a mechanic to where like a, a active syndicate guild can take away the territory from an inactive syndicate guild, which is something I think they need to explore. But but this is a pretty straightforward answer here. Uh, he, he the data suggests that this is going to work itself out. Yeah, which I hope it does, man. We just we dropped a video on the YouTube channel. At, whenever this goes live, that video will have went live yesterday. Unless you're listening so, to the podcast, and then it's live today. True, true. Yeah, dude. Podcast goes live earlier than the YouTube video Our does. Our podcast so listeners get rewarded. That, but that's right, they do. But but either way, video that goes in depth discussing the faction system um, and things that we would like to see along those lines. So I'm not going to talk about it a lot here, but yeah, this is a pretty straightforward answer to him. And there are some, there are some things I'd like to see change with that system, but uh, we'll see what happens with the man. Hopefully, hopefully they have that under control and, and it's going to, they're taking that. It sounds like they're already seeing things at alpha that they're taking data from to understand how that's working. Seems, it seems like they're pretty happy with some of the things that are happening. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it goes well on launch. Yes. Uh, all right. So, uh, the next question we have is, uh, uh, let's see, I want to make sure we don't lose anything here. Uh, 
Uh, how big is the New World map compared to other open worlds? And I thought this was a weird, kind of an odd question uh, from GameStar mm -hmm. because, it, it, I mean, like, we have seen up until this point most of the map during the preview event. And then, of course, during the Reekwater event, they revealed another zone. They haven't added or specifically stated that they've added anything since the preview event. Uh, so this is an interesting question to me. Uh, but Scott Lane has a very interesting answer to it, which I think kind of made the question more interesting, which is a tournament is set on an alternative historical earth and it's magical. So we don't, we don't really know how big it is. I guess you'll have to wait to find out yourself. Now we already know that they have planned on adding more land masses to a tournament. It would make sense that, uh, you know, they're going to do it in this fashion, meaning like, you know, we parts of a tournament are just left unexplored initially. Uh, so what do you think about that is like new ways to add land masses during uh, future updates? Yeah, I think that just leaves it open-ended to say that the map is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow right. with, with uh, you know, expansions and that type of thing. I do think we'll receive another couple land masses or another couple zones before it releases. We got Reekwater. I would fully expect to – I would fully – I think we'll receive probably two – Two more is my guess. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea. Uh, maybe we'll see receive more than that. Maybe we won't get any more at all. But I, I do think we'll get uh, another couple zones before it releases. And then beyond that, man, I think this just leaves it very open-ended to say that, hey, we, we're going to keep expanding on this world for time to come and make the map bigger and bigger and bigger without giving an exact size of you know what they expect the map to be. Right, and I think that generally in the form of New World and, and how it's, like, laid out as far as, like, you know, most zones are kind of level-oriented. So, like, you know, some zones are, like, you know, 0 to 20, where other zones are more built for, like, 20 to 40, or we have the in-game zones for the north of the map. It just makes sense that as they're adding content and adding, uh, you know, what would be considered in-game uh, activities, they're going to add more in-game zones like Reekwater. Because if you think about it, most of the player base is going to be expanding upon or, or expanding towards those in-game zones. Uh, so yeah. if they're going to add more, you know, land masses and territory, it makes sense to them to continue to add more, like, in-game uh, areas to compete for. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think a lot of us uh, questioned whether that was going to be the case or not. But I, I thought Scott, Scott Lane's uh, answer was, was very interesting because... We kind of think of Eternum as, as this island, uh, this static island, but obviously we saw with like them adding reek water and then potentially, you know, continuing to add more. It just kind of plays into that magical island feel, right? Who knows yeah. what's going to happen? And that makes that opens up a lot of space for them to kind of explore as they add more content to the game. Uh, yep. So uh, here's a question about fighting. Uh, fighting feels very powerful, but many players complain about the overly strict animation locks. Do you play to plan to continue using feedback to make the combat system even more fluid? So Scott Lane replied, we've made numerous improvements to the combat system since the preview. We'll keep improving the battles as long as New World exists. Uh, obviously a very dev-oriented answer, but at the same time, uh, I think uh, a good one because we want to not only... Uh, see them continue to improve New World's combat system, but I think it, it's important to know that they have made a ton of uh, new improvements since the preview event. So if you haven't played, I mean, obviously a lot of people haven't played New World since then. I think we're going to be in for a surprise uh, when the game launches because they have made a lot of improvements to combat already. Yeah, I think that this question is uh, 
probably probably an old one for us that that are following the game very closely and look at the patch notes because they have they've already addressed this a whole lot uh since the preview event and so i think this question was kind of almost a uh <laughs> almost a, almost not an invalid question but one that's kind of just old news at this point right because they're right. already they're already addressing stun locks they've already addressed all of those things they've already addressed cooldowns they've already addressed so many things in the combat realm that uh, i think if you're following New World at all, you already knew the answer to this question before you read the answer from Scott Lane. Right, and the same one uh, applies for this next question, so maybe we don't have to discuss this so much. Uh, can you get stronger equipment uh, without crafting, or is it self-crafted equipment significantly better than loot? We know the answer to this. Scott Lane replied as well. You can get equally powerful gil from crafting and adventuring at the same time. The, the equipment has different strength values, but is equally powerful. Uh, the different strength yeah. values thing is interesting. I wonder how they're going to, uh, you know, explore that um, that avenue, and that'll, you know, that'll be interesting. But I think generally we all we knew that they're shooting for this. It's very difficult to pull off, but with they're shooting for uh, gear that is equal in both crafting and uh, gathered through PVE. Uh, so yeah. uh, obviously a good thing. All right, so here's where we get real interesting, dude, or is the future plans. Here's some stuff that we already kind of discussed uh, that other question about, you know, um, uh, new game uh, types or new activity types. Uh, but here uh, they kind of go into more about that. Uh, so how do you want to establish New World alongside MMOs and MMORPGs like World of Warcraft? So Scott Lane has a pretty extensive answer here, which I think is interesting. Uh, the action-based combat system is the greatest innovation. In New World, you play offensively and defensively, and your position and timing play a role. Our action combat system not only works for 1v1, but scales up to 50v50. Uh, in addition to our struggles, I think our setting and art style set us apart. They, these are some of the ways New World is different from traditional MMOs. But we will also have some deep mechanics that MMO players love, like character progression, a, lar a long-term persistent world, robust crafting, and player-driven economics. So, Bordy, this is a pretty, uh, a pretty large answer, a lot to break down here. One of the things, and, and this is, again, something that I know a lot of our fans uh, that, that continue to follow New World... Uh, particularly probably uh, have recognized already about new world but me and you and taken uh, we we cover this game extensively these are things we have uh conversations about all the time the things that set new world apart from the games that we're so used to and and he nailed it on the head dude scott lane feels the same way that we do the action combat system is extremely unique something that if they continue to flesh apart you know flesh upon it and and dive into can set this world uh this particular MMO apart from them and the world itself, the, the uh, alternative uh, history setting, which is not done. We usually see a lot of high fantasy in MMOs. And so new world kind of sets itself out here. One of the things that's most interesting, Bordy, and the first thing I would like to ask you, dude, uh, is uh, the player driven economy thing. Now, me and you have had a lot of discussions on the podcast about this, but, but dude, this is still like a really big, part of this game that they want to continue to drive home. And this is a recent interview and Scott Lane himself said it player driven economy. So what are your, what are your thoughts here on, on Scott Lane doubling down on this? 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting because I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I think there's some things that are going to have to be done to the economy to make it a true player-driven economy. One of those is an item sink, man. We have no item sink in the game right now. Your your gear, whenever it breaks, you can just repair it. It doesn't break completely. So it's going to be interesting to see what they have in store to continue to work on uh, the player-driven economics of the game because I don't know exactly how it's going to work right now. It's okay, but I worry that once people have played it for months on end, it's gonna the, the economy I think could get stagnant potentially. Um, so it's it's interesting if they if they're really trying to hone in on that and push that fact, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they have up their sleeves to, to make the economy continue to function and to function well as a player driven economy without items breaking, without an item sink. I, I'm not sure exactly how that's gonna gonna go, but uh, we'll see. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's you know again they're still adding and 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 they'll continue to add. Let's let's be fair here. They're putting out massive amounts of content in every yeah. month. So mm -hmm. as they add more and more, obviously they can continue to flesh out this economic system. One of the other things that he mentioned that I think does or or stood uh, a decent amount of progress uh towards is the character progression thing now right now we have uh, basically character progression is tied towards your leveling up and getting to assign stats uh towards whatever build you want to want to do and i think that's a good start uh they also yeah. have the weapon system uh that basically you choose whatever two weapons you yield they've they've recently uh, adjusted it from 32 which i we both think is great uh, but, but, uh, those are the only two levels of character progression. So it, it remains to be seen. What else are they going to add in here, Bordy, uh, to make us feel like, uh, you know, as we level up our characters progressing towards something, uh, because, you know, I think there is something needed here because, you know, if, if character progression is going to be a big part of your player experience and try to get people hooked into this game, I think, uh, they need to explore a little bit in this category as well. Yeah, I agree for sure. All right, so the next question, uh, which I thought was a, a, a very bold one for this guy to ask is, what is your vision of New World in three years? Now, we've heard, uh, obviously, New World has a 10-year plan, uh, but that, uh, you know, obviously uh, remains to be seen, of course. Uh, uh, we just want the game to, to launch initially, so we won't, do, we, we won't uh, step too much further past that point. But, but Scott Lane uh, did answer it. He said, wow, what a nice question. We talk about it a lot, and without going into too much detail, we build a big, beautiful, and yet scary world. I love the scary part, dude. Horror is a, is a cool twist on an MMO, in which you can lose yourself in, not only because it is large, but also because it the range of activities and the challenge of exploring the deep lore. Uh, when I play New World, whether I'm fishing in a remote part of the world, harvesting herbs, fighting in a great war, it takes me away to a faraway place. The vision is to add more of that and create new and unique experiences for players. So d again, doubling down on the the uh, added uh, activities in the game, but adding more of the same, Bordy, which I do think New World does a good job of. You know, setting a, a unique environment that players can kind of get lost in. Uh, you know, the art team and the design team uh, have done a great job to to place a foundation in this category, but I can't wait to see what they have planned in the future for, you know, continuing to flesh out this world. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're just wanting to double down on what they're doing already, but I don't think this question really answered anything we didn't already know from reading above, right? This is a a pretty generic answer, but I don't know what we would have expected. I don't know that we would have expected him to give any super specifics for this question because I think above, some of the answers were pretty straightforward and pretty direct, and we got what we wanted there. Um, you know, I I mean, I don't know. what What more did we – did we think was going to come of this? I guess I don't know. Like uh, the vision is to add more of that and create a new world, right. a new and unique experience for players. Great, I'm all for that. Pretty generic. There's no specifics there, but sounds good. I mean, the answer is good. I'm happy with what he said. Well, um, and it's you know, interesting. I, just, I think one of these these questions are often sometimes when, especially when you're interviewing someone like as high up in the company as Scott Lane. I think those are the ones that they probably tell you to steer away from. Like, you know, we can't release yeah. any. <laughs> we can't release any uh, new information. Right. About we the can't. Game. We can't tell you the features that are going to be in the game two years <laughs> from now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if they were to say, like, "Oh, well, we have, we're adding X, Y, and Z dungeons in the game," and then two years from now they don't for because whatever reason, then they just shot themselves in the foot, right? So they can't answer that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I respect the guys. Uh, um or girls uh boldness with the question uh yeah, even, though, yeah. <laughs> even though maybe yeah. uh you know and maybe he meant like a general vision like what do you see new world becoming uh obviously a success other than a successful mmo because i think a lot of people that are working on the game right now would love to see that um it's interesting to see uh you know scott d- answer the question which was which was good uh, so the last one, and this is a big one because it's a little bit of a trick question, uh, but may uh, give us some, uh, at least a round of about release date, Bordy. And what is your plans for 2021 after the release? So GameStar, he basically, I think, was trying to trick Scott Lane into pinning him down for at least the 2021 release. Uh, so Scott Lane replied, uh, New World is a live game. So we'll be adding new content and features all the time. I can't get too specific just yet, but we want to stay close to the rhythm we have in during alpha. That's awesome. So more land, more weapons, more opponents, more activities, simply more. So Bordy, this is one of the things that we commend New World on all the time and specifically right now as they continue to put out these patch notes um, to people, uh, the public, Dude, they're adding a ton of stuff every month, and they want to continue this pace uh, as a live client. Bordy, what do you think about that initially? That's a lot, man. If they add this much content and this this many changes, and the things they're adding right now during Alpha every month, it's going to be crazy. Like it's going to be it's going to be crazy. That's a lot of stuff to continue to add to the game. Um, I think the only other game that adds maybe that much content is ESO, and they do it on a regular basis. But I don't even know if they add it every month like that. Yeah, they have I mean, a lot of recurring stuff that yeah. yeah i mean the rhythm during alpha is every month man uh but now but now okay but let's back up a second because every month we're not getting new content in new world all right so i don't think we should get overly excited or overly crazy with that i think every month you know coming in and, and balances and fixes and bug fixes and all that stuff will probably happen and i would imagine that actual content probably won't come but every three months or something you know like a new a new zone or or a new weapon or something like that. Because I do think it is possible to add too much content too fast to an MMO where your mm. players cannot experience the content before you're adding more. And that's sure. a bad problem to have. It really is because you can overwhelm your players with too much stuff. Like if they add a new quest line or something and I go and experience that quest line, but before I'm able to finish it, 
they're already adding more. It's like you never feel like you can get caught up. So I think there is kind of a fine line there that you have to have to work with. But I do like that they're going to continue to update and, and add things and whatever. I mean, I, you don't want a game to go st- stale or stagnant either without consistent updates. So it's kind of a fine line there, but I like the answer. Yeah, and and to your point, they're not always adding like a new zone or new in-game content. They're adding a new weapon or you know, uh, new fixes, yeah. improvements to systems. And I think those things are perfectly fine to do, especially if they're actual improvements to the systems you currently have uh, that I that The crafting one was a really big uh, one, this previous update. And the way that they fleshed out crafting uh, as it compared to it was that we, we knew in the previous event is pretty massive. Uh, yeah. So, you know, continuing to expand upon those particular systems in the game, whether it be pve or pvp or crafting or gathering i think can be done in this nature without overwhelming people uh, but, but to your point i do think that if you're talking about just adding more actual content that needs to be completed uh when you get max level i think that can be dangerous too as well especially initially yeah. as, as you have people that you know can't play the game at eight hours a day uh that are trying that do want to experience content as it comes versus you know, uh, consistently being behind all the time. Uh, I think there is a cadence to that that works as well. Uh, yeah. But dude, uh, that's it for the interview. Um, I thought it was a very, you know, fairly uh, good. I, I I thought, that, you know, obviously Scott Lane's a master at this already. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he can dodge a question better than anybody. Uh, and not that he's dodging, obviously, the place he doesn't want to release information is is on an interview like this. Obviously, they want to have the initiative and be able to put out the content themselves when they put out these alpha updates and you know do these events uh, that kind of include um, you know people like GameStar and IGN. But I think they most generally do it on their own terms. But it was kind of cool for them to take this interview and give us. I mean, I think a lot of uh, insight into what they're doing or working towards, like when you know when the game goes live. Now, and this is something that I was alluding to, dude, 2021 seems to be the year uh, that we're going to see New World because uh, Scott Lane did not really uh, step back on that. Would you typically see them say, like, we're not, you know, we don't have a release date yet, is what typically they, they would say, but he did not say that. So I think I think we all knew this, but I think New World's coming this year, hopefully. <laughs> I would say yeah, more tropes. most generally uh, that's going to be the case, so... Um, obviously it's good to see him at least not shy away from that. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well that about does it for the interview. If you want to look it over yourself or dive into these details, uh, Reddit is the place to go. Uh, that's where the, uh, interview was translated or at least typed out. Uh, I thought they, uh, thank you for whoever posted that on Reddit. Uh, and yeah, I think it's good information and a good tie over until we get some more news. Hopefully, next week at the earliest uh for new what's new in new world yep okay Bordy. well <laughs> why don't you go ahead and dive into uh the company of the week uh for us here yeah man it? the company of the week yeah i got it nuclear brothers they're a re- uh region region eu faction undecided language english their focus is pvx size 51 plus they are recruiting welcome to nuclear brothers clan we're a gaming community of players that we play all together respect each other and have a lot of fun a nice community that you are to a place where everyone is welcome and this is the first uh the first 
being the week that we've had with a trailer. They have a video trailer that you, that you can go check out. What? And they have a, a Discord as well. And all of that stuff will be linked in the description below and in the podcast uh, descriptions as well. Nice, dude, a trailer. You guys got to check that out. I'm yeah. going to go check it out after this podcast. I didn't know that they had one. That's dope. All right, guys. Well, yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. Uh, obviously, uh, we, we're putting in a lot of hard work over there as far as Studio Loot goes uh, to get you guys uh, videos daily, uh, Monday through Friday. Also, New World fans, uh, we put a ton of work in over there, uh, and our buddy Taken does as well. Um, and we can't wait to show you guys what we've been working on when the game goes into a non-NDA state, which is currently not in. So any work that we're doing right now, uh, we cannot put out uh so, so you know if you visit the website obviously that you can check out articles and and uh, fans or excuse me the map but uh you know just know that that stuff is uh from the preview event and there's been a ton of changes there as well uh all right Bordy. well uh why don't you tell well why yeah yeah why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet uh man just go follow studio loot stuff perfect YouTube, awesome twitter yeah it's all we yeah, need to do. same big <laughs> same uh all right guys uh happy super bowl sunday to you even though you know you've already experienced it i hope you had a great time hope you had lots of good food hope there were cool commercials hope the chiefs won all right guys we'll see you in the next one <laughs> thank you uh for listening uh and this is an awkward well i'm just gonna sign off now goodbye everybody